What does the Bible have to say about your money? Well, the Bible has a lot to say about your money. Um, it was a great Marvin Zindler that once said, it's hell to be poor. Uh, the Bible speaks candidly about this all-important matter of money. As a matter of fact, in over the 30 plus parables that Jesus himself taught, 19 of those parables had to do with money. Jesus talked about money more than he talked about heaven. He talked about money more than he talked about hell. He talked about money more than he talked about love. He talked about money more than he talked about the kingdom. And when you're looking at money, money affects every single aspect of your life. From the time that you're born to the time that you die, money will infiltrate your life. And so since that's the case, we need to understand what the Bible says about money. We know that the Bible says that the love of money is the root of all evil. It is not money in and of itself, but the love of money that is the root of all evil. But there is a healthy balance that I believe that we can find if we go to the Word of God and see what God has to say. In Genesis chapter one, verse one, it says, in the beginning, God. I think this is important for us to understand where the sufficiency comes from, and that is with God. All sufficiency, all things come from God. In 1 Samuel 15 and 22, the Bible says that obedience is better than sacrifice. There is a system and a method and a discipline that is required in attaining godly funds. In 2 Samuel 24 and 24, David said, I will not offer to the Lord that which costs me nothing. Quick fixes are usually just that, a quick fix. Quick fixes normally do not last. In Psalms 112 verses one and two, it says that the generation of the upright shall be blessed. Wealth and riches shall be in his house. That means that the generation that is here is meant to make a better path for the generation that follows. And then he says in Proverbs chapter three, verses five through seven, that honor the Lord with your first increase. Honor the Lord with your first increase that your vats may be filled with new wine. Whatever God gives us, he expects us to return. And I promise you, it's easier to live off of the 90 than it is the 100. And in Malachi chapter three, verses eight through 12, it says, bring the full tithe into the storehouse, said the Lord. He says, test me in this, said the Lord. If I will not open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that you may not have room enough to receive. In Malachi chapter number three, it is the only place in the entire 66 books of the Bible where God says to test him. And test him in what regard? Test him in regards to your finances. Now, of course, in his day, it was the seed. It was the livestock. In our day, it is the tangible money by which we all seek after. In Matthew chapter six, verse number 21, it says that you cannot serve both God and money. You can't have two masters, either you'll love one or hate the other. So we must make a choice on who we are going to serve. And far too often, many people, including Christians, make the unfortunate choice of serving money. If you serve money, it has often been said that it is a wonderful slave, but it is a hard slave master. If you work for money and money is your intent and goal, you will be working for the rest of your life. In Matthew 6 and 23, it says to seek ye first the kingdom of God and all of his righteousness and all these other things will be added unto you. Listen to what God says, seek him first, 
Seek him first, seek his kingdom first. And then he says, all the other things will be added. Notice he says not to seek the things, but to seek him. And if you seek him, then he's promised that the things will be taken care of. What's the things? The house, the car, the food, the clothes, the college tuition, all the things in which we seek after, all the things that we pace around the room trying to figure out how we're going to pay. God says this, if you seek me first with your whole heart and my kingdom, I will take care of all of these other things. And then he says in 1 Corinthians 16 verses 1 and 2, that each of you should bring something to give to the Lord or return back unto the Lord at the first day of the week. Uh, it is incumbent as I've tried to make a practice in my own life that every time I come into God's house, I come into God's house with an offering, never to come without anything in my hand because it shows God that I'm willing to open up my hands and let him take whatever he seems to be fit. In 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 6 through 9, it says that God loves a cheerful giver. It says that he that sows bountifully will also reap bountifully, but he that sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. You get to decide the type of harvest that you will have for your own life. If you sow sparingly, then God is obligated to reward you sparingly. If you sow bountifully, then God is obligated to return back unto you bountifully. You have exactly what you have sown. In this particular day, no matter where you are right now, whatever you are enjoying at this moment is because of what you have sown. God is simply returning back what you have given unto him. So if you want to change your dynamic in regards to your finances, learn to sow in a more generous manner. It's often been said like this, that whatever you need, you must give away. Whatever you need the most of, that's what you must be willing to part with. And then finally, we find in Galatians chapter number six, verse number seven, it says, be not deceived. God is not mocked. Whatever a man sows, that also shall he reap. When I sow noisy, I reap noisy. When I sow into the kingdom of God, God returns back unto me in my life. Whatever a man sows, that also shall he reap. Money is going to affect every aspect of your life. You can't live in this life without it. And so you need to make a choice whether you're going to be a slave of money or whether you're going to have money be your master. Money can work for you if you put the principles in place to allow money to work for you. Whatever you think that you need, that what you must be willing to give away. And so I wanna encourage you today as we talk about entrepreneurship and economic advancement. Is it God's will that every man shall be a millionaire? Every woman shall be a millionaire? No, I don't think so. But I do believe that it's God's will not for us to borrow from Peter to pay Paul. I do believe that it's God will, God's will for us to be on time with our obligations. I do believe that it is God's will for our families to be in line financially. Because when your money ain't right, nothing is right. The Bible has a lot to say about money. And as a matter of fact, the term money is mentioned in the New Testament alone 113 times. So there's a lot of information as it proceeds to money. The Bible says in the book of Proverbs that the spirit of the Lord maketh one rich and addeth no sorrow. God is a God of abundance. God is a God that wants you to do more 
in the life in which he's giving you. And as generations that are presently here, it is incumbent upon us to make a better life for the generations that follow. Do well with your money. Trust God with your money and watch God do tremendous things in the life of your finances. God bless you.